you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL Podcast. Can afford avocado toast and a house. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Not a single person attached to this show has ever owned a house in Los Angeles. Or, or ever yeah. will. But we live in a house, or I do. Yeah, I guess we all do. Rent is not really. It's not affording house. a house. That's renting space. Mm. This we could not be further from owning. Yeah, a I, house. ask our wives and husbands and other various figures if we're owning property. Mm. This is the Around the NFL podcast, <laughs> right, presented of course by Head and Shoulders, <laughs> and uh, special day uh, because it's Mark Sessler's birthday. Happy birthday! Nice. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Keeping it what under a, the radar. What a genuine reaction from Colleen. We've <laughs> lost we've lost the ability to have that sort of joy for our friend Mark. Aww. I wish I had like a cake or a cupcake or do you don't eat You're that good. though, right? You're good. Okay. We're good. I mean, as you mentioned, Dan, a lot of pop for a forty three year old man's birthday yeah, today. Yeah. I'm forty four, Greg, but thank you. Uh, okay. Before we passed <laughs> we passed somebody in the, the hallway and it was like, Hey, I heard it's your birthday. And Mark's like, Yep. Nailed it. What do you got planned? So you're Big day. Uh, you got a day off tomorrow. What are you going to do? I really have n- I've not planned it out much at all, to be honest. I don't believe that. Yeah. I think yeah. you got something up your sleeve. Really? No, I'm taking them off, but it's to do a lot of work stuff and not be interrupted by work, other work things. Here's my thing. I don't buy this. Check out the Instagram of Mark Sessler tomorrow. I'm, I'm predicting 6 a.m. shots of Los Angeles alleyways at <laughs> dawn. That's I, w- my I want you drinking white wine and texting Greg. This, yeah, this feels like it's. A, a it will co- not be uh, this, the case. This feels like a trip up the coast type of day. It's a trip up the coast. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some wine involved. Maybe a hostel, like that type of thing. That type of sessler. It's couch in the middle of a work week. My aspirations are low. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, all right, a lot to get to today. As you know, if you are a listener of our Tuesday show, it is jam packed. Got Connie Fox with us. Uh, the tiny box, they call her. That's right. And you have to be excited because so many things going on. Number one, we got to talk about Monday Night Football, uh, a game that started out as a stinker and turned into 
you know, a nice saucy affair in Chicago between the Vikings and Bears. Also, uh, we are going to take a look at some different players across the league that have struggled, and we're gonna we're gonna break out the DefCon uh, meter and 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 share. Uh, and express our level of concern for each of these prominent names. And yes, it is back <clears throat> for a third week against <laughs> Greg's wishes, perhaps against society's wishes. It is on you, the listener, to end the subreddit super contest because it's back for week three. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> With the opportunity to win two game tickets uh, to any game in the country or in London. Is it only three? What? Only the third show? Is it the third week? You know how, like, you know, the fourth. Usually you're in the season, you're like, oh, yeah, it flew by. You know, like, these these shows have not flown by. Feels like we've been doing it forever, right? It is something, um, it started out as a a nice thing for the (laughs) listeners. It's now turned into a nice thing for me to watch Greg squirm. I mean, I will say one thing. I, I love our listeners, but. With each passing week, my confidence in their ability in the clutch is is lessened. This is a huge week for the listeners. Let's be honest. It's it's a small sample size, though. I I'm willing to make rash judgments off a small sample <laughs> size, and the the knowledge and the ability to deliver has been very low. Well, put it this way. Put it, put put it this way. We're this is week four. That means we're zero for nine. So that's that's a small sample size, but it's not that small. It's a stack of tomato cans. All right, so we'll see the loose cannon behind the glass. She she has three more contestants lined up for today, and and um, best of luck to you guys. Yeah. Because we're, honestly, it's going to be a lot of disappointment all around the horseshoe if if we don't have a winner today. No pressure. So much to get to, uh, uh, and also of course Thursday night preview uh, as well. But let's start with that Monday night football game. <laughs> Trubisky goes out of the shotgun. The rookie from North Carolina takes the snap, looking over the center of the field, sees nothing, runs out to the right, passes. Intercepted by Harry the Hitman, and he spins away from Trey McBride, and he dives down at the 29. Harry the Hitman picked off Mitch Trubisky with 2.20 to go in the game, and the game's tied at 17. Let's go! Who are we listening to there, Erica? (laughs) I believe it. I believe that's Paul Allen. I think I know. An amazing person. I just know. It's Paul Allen. Paul Allen with the call. And the hitman is Harrison Smith, uh, who had the big interception uh, late in the fourth quarter of Mitch Trubisky making his first NFL start. That was converted uh, into the game-winning field goal. And the Bears uh, come close, but they cannot topple the Vikings. A 2017 win for the Vikings over the Chicago Bears, a game – A game, Greg, where the Vikings lost their starting quarterback once again, who didn't look anything like himself before he was pulled. But Case Keenum stepped in and, along with Harrison Smith, saved the day. Yeah, Mike Zimmer almost cost the Vikings a game here by starting Sam Bradford and leaving him in so long. Now, we don't know what he saw in practice. It's not a crazy decision to want to get Bradford back out there if he's out there and he wants to play. But Case Keenum is clearly a better quarterback than Bradford. And it really struck me watching this game that how much coaching and experience matters in the NFL because no one is surprised that Case Keenum, a fifth-year journeyman, easily outplayed the number two overall pick in the draft. That's just kind of how quarterbacking goes in the NFL, and Keenum's playing very well this year. I'd have to ask. I think it opens the door in a very strange, almost neat fashion at some point this season for Teddy Bridgewater to reappear as Minnesota's quarterback. I mean, it's, it's, 
if he's it's out yeah. there, it's possible. They say he looks like at some point, even after week seven, could be healthy enough to play. They're going to be cautious with it. But to think how this Bradford thing has played out, how interesting that Bradford finally would open the door for Bridgewater to come back it's, potentially. It's a- I thought it was striking, and he's always kind of looked like this, but I remember thinking when Bradford took the field, he just looked frail. He looked yeah. skinny. He didn't seem to be – he didn't look like a starting quarterback. He could And then when, when he started moving, and I think – It he was, makes Jared Goff look bulky. He even Yeah, he even stayed in the game longer than he should have. I mean, that the last time after they got the fumble – uh, deep in Chicago territory, and he took that sack where he was clearly – he looked like Joe Namath in 1976. It, I mean, he looked that fragile and, and a guy that shouldn't have been anywhere near the field at that point. Uh, so credit to Keenum. And I – yeah, Zimmer didn't do a good job with this. I was struck, uh, Colleen, by uh, John Fox. Oh, my God. We, we killed John Fox Whoa. around here, and rightfully so for the most part, and he's on the hot seat, and we all know that. But he did some things that kept his team in the game. I loved it. First of all, he was so animated on the sidelines. I don't, when, when he jumped up, it was almost like he got so much air. I don't know what his vertical is, mm. but I had no idea he had that in him. Also, in good shape. The, the fake punt. I mean, that was, I think, the first time that they threw for, like, over 30 yards. What a patient, beautiful throw that was <laughs> that, as well. That was <laughs> amazing. Was, and then funny. <laughs> the uh, two-point conversion, that, that yeah. play design was so much fun to watch. Well, yeah, and I wouldn't credit John. I, I credit him for greenlighting right. the concept of doing it. But Dowell Loggins, who has been an up-and-down coordinator, to say the least, Dating back to his time with the Titans, with the Browns, there was always elements of very strange trickery. It often did not work. The extra point last night, or the two-point conversion, obviously blew up on Twitter. It was a fascinating play called John Fox did not draw that up was, on his uh-huh. bedside notebook, though. No, that will log into us at Arkansas when they had Felix Jones and Darren McFadden and had a crazy running attack. Like He likes using that sort of attack, and that, that's what you need when you don't have any receivers. And we, we haven't really talked about Trubisky, who showed some really good things early in the game in terms of accuracy, and he can throw on the move, and that's that's great. But penalties and drops, oh. and we're giving Loggins some credit, but let's be honest, they scored seven points on offense. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, if Mike Glennon scored seven points on offense and Eight, went, but, went yeah. 12 for 25 uh, for 128 yards, you probably get killed. But I think if you watch the game, you didn't really feel that way about. Trubisky. No, and that's it's a it's a very solid defense that knows the Bears well in the Minnesota. But I will say this: that you you wanted to come out of this as a Bears fan that has failed to draft or groom a quarterback for so long to see some of the same traits you saw in August, and you did. It was it was he was getting crushed by his wide receivers. He's getting he's one of these quarterbacks that reminds me of Deshaun Kaiser and others. No help around you. You're alone as the quarterback, but he did a lot of good things. His offense was crushing him, and then Everson Griffin was right. amazing in this game. That defense, the Vikings defense, played so well. We mentioned Harrison Smith at the beginning of the show, and then Xavier Rhodes, he wasn't even targeted the entire game for the first time in his whole career. They, they have a lot of guys playing at their highest levels right now. Griffin is playing better than he ever has. Uh, Daniil Hunter's played really well the last few weeks. Barr's starting to Which, step Which, by the way, Harrison wasn't Smith. that weird that John Gruden kept talking about how much he wanted to look like Daniil Hunter? Oh, yeah. Did you guys no. catch that? I, b- I believe we have that, actually. It was my fa- one of my favorite moments of the night. If I could look like anybody on the planet, I'd probably want to look like <laughs> Daniil Hunter. Which is, I mean, he definitely came up with that line like 48 hours it, earlier thinking about what he should say on Monday Night Football, but it's passable. It's weird, though, because I've, I've always felt that way, too. They, and they Daniel Hunter on. was always my my ultimate North Star in terms of bodies. So we have that sense. <laughs> me and John Gruden. Wait, Mark, you think he cooked that up like days in advance? Absolutely. Well, the experience came days in advance. He said it was from walking around the facility. And so he was already had the, 
had the impression in his mind. And yes, I think they prepare all sorts of things they're going to say. And a couple that minutes was later, they continued with the conversation and they both went in on it and started yeah. talking about well, he's it even a, more. He's a, he's a, even among <laughs> NFL players, he he's what you know they, they call it like in the draft prospect. They go, oh, he's got a body beautiful. Like, I can't, what, I can't like, tell if anyone's being serious or not right now. Yeah, that, we're serious. Yeah. I'm being, we, I got to plug in on this guy. Wait, you think that it's <laughs> you think that it would be an incredible scenario to come up with quips and comments before Monday Night Football actually the cameras go on. I think that they oh, Well, it's right. not a, it's more like it's, it's a, a, a look one. behind the curtain of Jay Gruden like what or John Gruden like what well, he's a he imagines. He's large and muscular. Mind. I mean, even among NFL players, he's a large imposing figure. <laughs> have you guys ever had that thought? <laughs> that like, is a weird privately, though. you don't have to say who the person is. Well, I thought we can. could go What you want to have yeah. someone's someone else's body and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> like have you ever like looked at someone and say, "Ooh, I want that body like a thousand times body. but like a, a specific individual yeah steven gostkowski for me <laughs> yeah but not a football player i would like to be taller uh, and like there's a lot of instagram models that that sure. i could go huh. yeah that would be fine I mean, we all yeah i mean uh, everyone does but to have a specific person in, that you would want to buy i mean i think he was, it was a it was a little bit of a bit you know, and yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a good one. A weird thing to I come up it. with ahead a little of time bit of if a that bit. was the case, though. Yeah, I, I liked <laughs> it. And in the, in the, their defense and Hunter, they saved them because they only had 30, 40 yards in the first half. Yeah. They, the defense outscored the Bears' defense 3-2 to two in the first half. Basically, there was no offensive play in the first half whatsoever. And Keenum, for it should be noted, is fifth right now in ESPN's QBR, ahead of like Tom Brady and Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. He's seventh among pro football focus. I mean, he has been a really good sign. Not saying he's going to pick it up, but him and Pat Shermer have done an incredible job this season. All right, let's move on. All right, let's do some news, and we'll start with something that came down on Tuesday morning involving a name brand in the NFL that's been struggling. Adrian Peterson... Uh, has been traded to the Arizona Cardinals from the New Orleans Saints. NFL Network's Tom Pelissero uh, reported this uh, this morning. ESPN had the first report. Rap Sheet uh, added that the Cardinals are sending back a conditional late-round pick all day, told NFL Network's Stacey Dales, I'm so ecstatic. Kind of like a, a Jesse from Saved by the Bell moment right there. So Peterson has been a uh, non-entity for the Saints Colleen, 27 carries for 81 yards in four games, never had a defined role, uh, was lost in the shuffle there, and now he goes to Arizona. Um, probably good for the Saints, and what does it mean for the Cardinals? Well, I mean, the Cardinals, they had nothing going on with the run game, so at least they can try and give this a shot and see if maybe it works. Cutting Chris Johnson, like, he did nothing for them, and the fact that they had no John Brown, like, it, it's just the way that – or David Johnson, the way that that offense works – it's just not helping them at all that they don't have that run game. So I think it kind of works out for both parties. It's great for the Saints, who I'm sure are thrilled to get his salary off the books and basically the distraction after they realized that he didn't really fit on that yeah. team and that they don't need him. Remember, he was signed before they drafted Alvin Kamara, and you know, and they see how everything's working. It, I find it interesting to see these two players – two of the best running backs of the last decade, kind of two ships passing in the night again. There, I remember an offseason where the hot hot take debate was which running back is better, CJ2K or Adrian Peterson, the two best yeah. players in the league, and now they're kind of at the end of the line. And it's almost like making a, a somewhat sad Cardinals team a little sadder, though. It's like this old, not that fun to watch anymore team. It's and, desperate. Yeah. 
It's a team that none of us believe is going anywhere. Prove us wrong. And you've added a player that at this point, I think if you're totally detached from football and you see this in the newspaper, you say, wow, Adrian Peterson to the Cardinals, that's huge for the Cardinals. But if you've watched Adrian Peterson this season, and I think he would benefit by being on a team maybe in Arizona where you're not brought in in the third quarter to carry the ball three times. If he's going to succeed, he's a flow runner, give him more of a chance. But it is a desperate move, and I would be surprised if it pays off. He should be better than Chris Johnson, though. So yeah. I get why. How could you not be? I'm sure you, could have, you could step in and do more than Chris Johnson did that, in the last game that is, saw. That is false. Chris I, Johnson, if you watch their most recent game, Chris Give me Johnson a break. couldn't move the ball. It's he, also he, the offensive line. He's, he's, the offensive line is a problem, but Chris Johnson is, is way on the other side. And maybe Peterson, listen, everyone's completely writing him off now. I'm not saying I'm expecting him now to run for 1,000 yards in 10 games there, but um, he's going to get the ball. You don't have to worry about him sniping on the sidelines, at least to start right now. He's going to be <laughs> a workhorse on, on that team, and we'll see what happens. It is. It's a, a little bit desperate. It's definitely a Hail Mary for the Cardinals who are just looking for something yeah. to inject into the season that's been very flat. Maybe a Hail Mary for both, too, at this point, because he right. was obviously frustrated. And I don't think I've seen enough out of Adrian Peterson to say he's totally yeah, washed up. I mean. He did not fit there at all. There were a couple runs where he ran pretty hard this season. Like, you barely saw anything. It was just obvious that he had no business being on that team. I just would let him let give him a chance to r- completely run the show as the running back and see what you got. All right, moving on. Uh, one of the stranger storylines uh, and it, it popped up on putting it nicely. Red <laughs> popped up on Reddit uh, and then kind of or Facebook and then went went viral with the help of Reddit. Um, a Do- Dolphins offensive line coach named uh, Chris Forrester. Uh, was a video started getting passed around of him apparently at the Dolphins facility snorting lines of something. Colleen, what was it? A uh, white substance? Yeah, but, you know, what do you think it was? Why are you putting me on the spot like this? Oh, I, I don't know thought, what it was. I thought maybe, you know. Um, so he was snorting something, and I was insinuating drug use on your part, but that was just what? a joke. What, what are you're you doing? Not, this is such a weird You're not setup. a drug addict. Colleen doesn't do drugs. <laughs> that was a bit. Chris Forrester apparently might have a problem. So it gets out there. Taking a strange turn. Yeah, it gets out there. (laughs) It gets out there, and uh, Forrester resigns the next morning. Cut to next week. Colleen, we hear, is only appearing on the Dave Damaschek football program. And now exclusively on the Dave Damaschek football program, Colleen Wolf. Uh, So anyway, Chris Forrester uh, no longer with the Dolphins after this truly bizarre video services uh, Mark, and that and that is one way uh, for you to uh, shipwreck your career. That's one way to do it. Yeah. Well, there are the multiple things here that I think I would su- suggest someone maybe don't do. A, like publicly film uh, drug use after the concept of doing it to begin with. That's someone's different. You know, you can have different takes on that. But why did you just send- look at Kali in there? Hey, why are you I did setting not this up, man? Damn it. Stop that's, it. That's absurd. That was an absurd pot-stirring attempt. I here, Here's the thing. Do not, when you do these things that probably are not going to look good to your employer, send the video to, um, I guess, a, a woman of the night. I don't know what else to call her, but just be careful who you consort with in general and stop sending out you know, self-damaging videos because it leads it appeared, to this. It appeared, cause it appeared to be a escort slash girlfriend you know the line is hazy there when finances are involved most likely but yeah i i think also in this let me let me bring it back Some um, great takeaways from this he one. almost became Franklin. the rams offensive coordinator but the dolphins had blocked it in the offseason well here here was my wow. the most shocking thing although this was about as shocking and create there's been some crazy dolphin stories over the year some 
that they want to forget, including their last offensive line coach, or maybe it was two ago. Of course, we re- remember that whole scandal in terms of bullying and everything. But right. There's been some crazy Dolphin stories over the years. But one of the craziest takeaways I had from all this, Chris Forrester was reportedly making between oh my two God. and a half and three million dollars a year. Good gig. As a as an offensive line coach, which is shocking. Jay Ajayi's four year contract is worth two and a half million dollars, and their line coach is making. More than that. Well, the only thing I'd say to season? that, because there was there was a, a that, year where the Browns line coach vanished, and their line, which actually was meant to be good, completely crumbled. And it's easy for us to say it's just the position coach, like fill in the blank with the next dude. No, I but get it. it. it can but can blow up that room. Like the coach is the centerpiece of that entire. I get room. it. But it's it not just like shows, their, their line shows, is yeah. doing anything great though right now. The no, line is basically no. imploding itself no, too. Just shows you how yeah. underpaid the players are. That's all I'm saying. Compared to if in a free market, that guy can get two and a half to three million. Yeah, and guess what? He'll be working again in two seasons. Seasons, if not next season, that's how this thing works. Well, hopefully, he can get the help that he needs. It's fair. He clearly, has a problem. Yeah, clearly, there's a problem here. Also, mark it down October 10th, 2017, 10 50 a.m. Woman of the Night used for the first time on our podcast. I don't know. Go back to our Super Bowl show from two, two or three seasons ago, and Dan was on quite a jag about a situation close to then. Was that in Arizona? I don't even. I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> you were trying to insinuate things about other people on the show, which was untrue. Oh, that you. Oh, you in a connection to a woman of the night, which was utterly false. And All right, go was, back and find that. I don't remember that, but I like this. All right, let's. Move I remember on. these things. Uh, let's apparently let's move on the Bucks. <laughs> oh my goodness, the Bucks! They're making another change at kicker. Oh. Aguayo. Folk. These are getting increasingly oh, darker, Dan. We, we actually stopped down the show for like 11 minutes to make sure that was part of today's episode. It was very important that got um, Yes. Nick Folk, who... who this is wa- a window into Dan's soul that I'm not <laughs> entirely comfortable with. Um, Nick Folk, who beat out Robbie Aguayo for the uh, Bucks kicker job this summer. He is now also out of a job. Tampa Bay is cursed at the position, so now they have... Uh, after Folk had a, a dreadful, just a dreadful uh, week four or week five and season in general, he's gone. In comes Patrick Murray, former Saints and Browns booter, according to Mark Scoppy. Mark, uh, this is a move that Tampa had to make, and you knew it. You knew it uh, based on the comments that were made by Dark Cutter after the game, after Folk. What did he do? He missed. Uh, he basically lost the game to the And Patriots. the week before cost them seven points, too. Uh, this they did not give him any vote of confidence, so you knew it was just a matter of time. So Murray takes over for Folk, and hopefully for the Bucks, uh, he brings some stability to a position that's been a total train wreck now for a year and a half. By the way, you only go booter and copy when I've had to use kicker like multiple times. Booter. And like, and, well, this is how the uh, this is how these things work, Greg. So you know, listen. Here's <laughs> the thing. How I would you just, write, Greg. I would just say kicker again. My, I know. <laughs> I know you would. I know you would. <laughs> Here's Mark's what annoys like, me. Get me out of here and let me begin my birthday. No, not at all. Here's what annoys me because I think uh, number one, if you're if you're Dirk Cutter, you are just driven nuts. You want to assume as a head coach, this is not the thing you want to have at the top of your bullet points of I need to be concerned about weekly with my team. There's a lot you got trying to develop a young quarterback and offense, but people tweeting saying, "Oh, well, this is a bigger issue than like these teams that don't have quarterbacks, the Jets, the Browns, other teams." Like, no, no, no. 
you're going to find a kicker. This thing's going to sort itself out. Don't tell me that you're in a worse situation than these teams that haven't had a quarterback. It's really for not decades. that hard. You just found Maybe a kicker alone. who was already on your team. He used to be on the Bucks, right. and he made like 25 straight field goals. Maybe it does feel hexed, though. Something feels like Bad total luck. dark arts magic going on with that team, and I don't like it at all. And finally in the news, uh, Y.A. Tittle, the Hall of Fame quarterback, not a booter, a signal nope. caller for the Colts, 49ers, Giants. He passed away on Sunday night, 90 years old. Uh, Mark, you wrote a obit up for NFL.com. He was seen or is seen as one of the trailblazers in terms of the passing quarterbacks in the NFL. It used to be a lot more boring uh, if you don't if you if you're not a fan of like three yards up the middle cloud of dust. Tittle was part of the group that kind of changed how offenses worked. Well, and also all these quarterbacks that are constantly getting headlines because they want to play until their late 30s. I might play till I'm 36. Like. This guy played till 38, long before sports science and all that other nonsense rose up. He was taking the Giants into the playoff picture in, in the, in the mid-60s when he was in his late 30s. This guy was also the play. If you don't remember growing up as a football fan and see the iconic photo of him, I think it was his last season in the league after he had thrown a pick six, sitting, kneeling on the turf, blood coming down from his, from his forehead. He was called the bald eagle because he had a bald head. That's one of the most iconic NFL photos ever. And he also is the guy that threw seven touchdowns in one game against the Redskins. Wow. Y.A. Tittle, uh, dead at the age of 90. Rest in peace. Uh, that's it for the news. And now let's move on to uh, the Thursday night football preview presented by Shoulders of Greatness. Head and shoulders, shoulders of greatness. <laughs> I'll get it eventually. That was All good. Right. That was good. Yeah, did my best. All right. Here we go, Greg. Philadelphia Eagles at the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Maron. How about this? Uh, CBS and Jimmy Nance and Antonio Romo. All excited because they got a banger here. Two four and one teams. And I'll say it, Greg. I'll throw it out there. Potential NFC Championship game preview. I don't care. I'm saying it. Colleen would love that. I love it. I would love that because these are two of my most favorite teams to watch because of the quarterbacks, because they're so entertaining. The fact that if you had told me going into the season, the Eagles would have a great running game and the Panthers would be the team the last few weeks when they really get it going, which is all about the pass. And I would be a little worried about how they play with a lead. They gave up that lead in part because they could not run the ball, but it didn't matter because no one right now is any better throwing intermediate passes up the seams more than Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm, I obviously can't wait for this game. I think that Carson Wentz, the way that he's been able to spread the ball around and get so many different guys involved. We saw Torrey Smith finally get a touchdown. And, and the way that he's connecting with Nelson Aguilar, who couldn't even catch last year. I mean, he was dropping everything last year. And now he's scoring these long touchdowns. Plus the defensive line there, they had Fletcher Cox out. And it, like, it doesn't even matter because Timmy Jernigan, that was an amazing job by Howie Roseman to bring him in this year because it doesn't even look You're like pumped. a problem. Yeah. I like this. You're pumped. I know. I'm Are you waiting all day for Thursday night? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, all day. it's the most exciting Eagles team in a while. It's a fun – it's a team that feels like it has staying power because it's good on both sides of the line. Like there aren't – how many NFL teams can you even think of that's like they have a good offensive line and they have a great defensive line? I there's not well, many. Yeah, they, they were very high for most of us, I believe, in our power rankings. I had them at two, which I think was a little aggressive. But I kind of think they're rounding into form. I love the fact that, you know, early first two weeks, 
The ground game seemed like a suspect operation, which is yeah. terrible for a young quarterback. Now it's like you get Smallwood goes out and they just plug in Kenyon Barner, who looked great on special teams, looked great, you know, catching passes out of the backfield. They got so many different guys that you can attack with. And Zach Ertz is quietly the best tight end in football right now, I think. It's not even close. I mean, uh, Gronk has been... Well, people automatically put Gronk, and I get it, but but Ertz has been incredibly productive. A guy that you could count on week after week, and especially in a year, I mean, if you want to take it to the fantasy corner, in a year where tight end position has been so bad that you're going to have teams and leagues that are going to get the flex position and wiping out the tight end because who knows when this posi- is this position being phased out and on some level on a, from a pass catching uh, angle Ertz has been a guy every week who's delivering from the guy on the other side of the ball. There's no Ed Dixon. I was going to say, Ed Dixon. Will Ed Dixon Let's have, see that week to yeah, week. Yeah, will Ed yeah. Dixon right. have that many yards the rest of the season? I don't know. The rest I'm of totally his, convinced. 175 yards. This is where you know you have uh, some great shoulders. When other when guys that normally aren't doing it what step up. What a company up. man over here. Yeah, look at it. Nice like Devin Funches <laughs> has really impressed me week after week with the tough grabs that he's making. And then you have – Those a, routes he's running are really something. Right, yeah. So you, you know about this, right, Colleen? <laughs> Didn't give me pause. I was it, like, digging on the routes. It's funny, it's funny. Funches will be remembered for that forever now. But he's coming into his own. Like, it's just a deep offense which I didn't expect, kind of like the Eagles. They don't really have one guy standing out. Alshon Jeffrey's been fine. It's nice to have Alshon Jeffrey. He's not like a, a, a dominant number one receiver, but they had eight guys catch a pass in the first half last That's week. Crazy. Like He's spreading it around. I also thought Kelvin Benjamin looked really good, he's had the game ceiling so test uh, catch. I believe that that mojo seems to be back between Newton and Benjamin. Uh, so I don't know. Like, There's a lot of reasons to be excited about the Panthers' ceiling right now. Um, I think their this best is a great matchup. I think the Panthers' best game is as good as anyone. Like I don't know if we're going to see that every week, but I think if they they have the pieces, I think they're a better team than the Eagles overall if they play their very best. And if they go hmm. on, is this game in Carolina? It is. Yeah. And that's I think that's a huge advantage. If they go three straight weeks winning in Foxborough, winning in Detroit, and then you beat the Eagles, that's that is an impressive three game run. And if the Eagles win. NFC East is getting close to being wrapped. Yeah, people are going to be fired up. That's right. City of brotherly love. All right, so there you go. That is the uh, Thursday night present uh, preview presented by Head and Shoulders and all them shoulders of greatness. So many shoulders, all of them great. (laughs) All right, here we go. We we tease it at the top of the show. Uh, There are some um, significant, name brand players across the NFL landscape who have not performed up to expectations this season. Let's go down the list and, and, and I'm going to throw some out there and we'll go around the room. Um, who are you really worried about? Who are you not so worried about? Who are you kind of on the fence with? And we're going to do this by using um, this is, this is important that I explain this properly because uh, it is the DEFCON Ready uh, the DefCon system. Uh, it is, and people that are not in this country, I don't even know if DefCon is a thing. So this is what you need to know. It's an alert state used by the United States United States Armed Forces, and uh, there are five levels. And I was explaining, uh, talking with Connie before the show. Uh, some people think uh, level one is the lowest level of a DefCon in terms of concern. Flip it. Flip it. And when I said that to Connie, she said, oh, God damn it. So yeah, wait, you're a little so, worried. That, so DEFCON 5 yes. is the highest? That is the lowest state 
of readiness. Got it. Normal readiness. Don't worry about DEFCON 5, really. DEFCON 5, not that big a deal. DEFCON 1. Just so you know. There's a major problem. DEFCON 1 is the description is nuclear war is imminent. Got it. That's a problem. Okay. Maximum readiness. We're kind of like our country. And like this is getting too real. I would say we're probably around DEFCON 2 Two. right now. I'm with you on that, yeah. Next step to nuclear war. I'm glad we're on the West Coast as well. Yeah. Right there. Like, like if, definitely an NFL player's performance after four or five weeks of, of games is, a, you know, attributable to a nuclear war reference. Maybe in these well, times. Well, that happened to the Vikings last year, right? Yeah, that's fair. Maybe in these times of unease, Mark, the best thing we can do is just kind of make light at the world of the world and just mm. kind of have some fun here in the old studio. And well said. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. So Def Mark's Con. already halfway up the coast in his mind. <laughs> I'm not, because I am certainly not. This day Thunderbird six or seven more hours in me. <laughs> the Thunderbird with the top down, the wind going through his hair. I could see it now. The bottle like of white wine fiction. in the front seat. Not opened yet. No. But once you get to that, Just that beachside location. Blasting the Beatles, you say it's your birthday over and over in his car. <laughs> We can't use the Beatles. Uh, no. Yeah, we can't say yeah, that. Just stay away from it. Just we don't want to upset. Thankfully, we can figures. sing "Happy Birthday" though. Now I don't even. That's know a that. new thing. I don't even know. Not sure about yeah. that. That is new. No, it's new. Right? Yeah, yeah, just we, got just, cleared. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. cleared. All right, let's start it out, and we'll start with the name that is going to be at the top of everyone's list. If you're following the NFL, especially on Sunday, uh, a star that you just cannot figure out. So we're going to start with you, Mr. Sessler. His name is Big Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> And he just threw five interceptions and in a loss to the Jaguars. And he has not been um, a very good quarterback all season. Where would you put him? Uh, in, where are you in, on level of concern? And where would you put him on the DEFCON scale? Terrible game. I mean, you have to, you have, he's never had a game to that magnitude. I'm going DEFCON 4, though, because I think the whole offense feels... A little bit out of sync. I don't want to judge Big Ben, who I think has been in the best quarterbacks in NFL history in the best of our life based on one month's kind of... It's, he's been all right in other games. This was, he, this was a meltdown, but meltdowns occur occasionally. They happen all the time for lesser quarterbacks. When it happens to him, I'm not calling his career yet. If we're talking about this three weeks from now, the DEFCON level raises much higher for me. I, didn't, I thought he had a bad game, obviously very bad game. But some of the picks weren't so bad, and then the game kind of – I give a lot of credit to Jacksonville. There seemed like there was like 13 guys on the field in the secondary at various points of that game. So I think it was a game that just got out of hand. Uh, a receiver slipped at one point. There weren't too many horrendous passes, I thought, by Ben. So I'm with you. DEFCON 4 is also, by the way, increased intelligence watch and strengthened security measures. That feels oh, about right. Yeah. yeah, feels fair. That, that feels fair, but – He's been, before this game, solid but not spectacular, which is not what you expect out of Ben Roethlisberger. You expect the spectacular. So I think it is fair to be concerned. If you're just looking at a... a well, how concerned then? I'm going to go Def Con 3 because it's, more than, it's mm. more than just five games. It's last season too. So he was at 8.4 yards per attempt a couple years ago, down a full yard last year just about to 7.5, and now we're down to 6.5. So they're not... They're not being as efficient as a passing game, really, through the last. Well, my one question: Would he even be in this exercise on this list if he hadn't had the Sunday meltdown? 
If he had, he had well, if he had two touchdowns and a pick and a pick and they got out with no. a win, he has more interceptions than oh, touchdowns no. so far this year. And the offense, who who we all thought and a lot of people thought was going to be this like monster machine, just hasn't clicked at all. And I think that starts with him. It's not it's like a- I think he's at the end of the line. It's more is he done with being a top five quarterback? Because that's what I expect. That's what I've thought Ben Roethlisberger is throughout most of his career as a top five guy, and he hasn't been that guy. All right, let's move on and talk about Marshawn Lynch, who came to the Raiders, which out of retirement with much fanfare. Things got off to a a very nice start. Uh, He helped close out a win over the Titans. Uh, But ever since, uh, he has not averaged more than 3.8 yards per game in any game. And on the season, He's at 3.4 yards per game, uh, has found the end zone twice, including on Sunday, but has been a bit underwhelming, Greg. Uh, where would you put him on your DEFCON scale? I would put him at DEFCON 5. Lowest state of readiness. I'm not, he, like, I'm not that concerned with him. It's more the offense as a whole. He fulfills a very particular role in that offense, and when I watch him run, I think he's running hard. No one's running well for that team. No one's doing anything. I mean, the passing game was struggling. Derek Carr was struggling before he got hurt. There's a lot going on. To me, Lynch is just a, a part of the system. Yep. But if we, because there was a lot of talk that and a lot of praise for him when he f- first came back. Oh, he hasn't missed the beat. This looks like prime Lynch. Like Marshawn Lynch, when he's Marshawn Lynch, makes teams better, makes offensive lines look better, mm-hmm. and he has not been that. I mean, they, he has not been able to car- you know, carry the load. The well, way maybe it's the Colleen does. Wolf curse. You know, you step at Colleen Wolf a little in a, inappropriately, yeah, more a than little a little. A little too saucy. On, yep. on air, and you don't have a good season. That's that's what happens to everybody, anybody who, who, <laughs> who comes at me like that. They that don't have a warning. good season. Yeah, heed yeah. that. Yeah, uh, right. so overly frisky, and he's, now he's paying the price. I think I like so. It. Like, I mean, it makes sense. You just add, connect all of those dots, and wh- right. what else? How about Why another else? Raider? And uh, we'll let you uh, start this one off, uh, Connie. Amari Cooper, who has been really not just not a, a real contributor, but he's become a liability, it seems, for the Raiders at wide receiver. I'm putting this at one. Whoa. I am so concerned about Amari Cooper. Wow. This it's is, keeping you up at night. It is. And it's obviously nu- not just this game. Nuclear war. I know. This is this is a major it's problem. Imminent. It's not happening. It's imminent. He hasn't looked the same all season. He, the drops are crushing them right now. He's four of 23, the last three games combined all together. Like this is, he's only caught 13 passes on 33 targets. Mm. I don't know what's going on with him, but I think it's almost, he was struggling at the beginning of the season and now it's probably in his head. So it's, it's gotten even worse and more pronounced. Hmm. One seems high. He has a track record. I know he's been in a funk and it hasn't helped now that the quarterback's out. I'll put him I'll put him at two. A, a step below one. I'm definitely I think a lot of people have reason to be extremely concerned uh, with Amari Cooper. But one means like you're almost basically pulling him out of the lineup, which I guess could happen, but I don't know. I'm just do that. extremely concerned about him and I wouldn't trust him at all if, if he was on my fantasy team per se. I would take oh, him yeah. out of my lineup there. DEFCON 1 in fantasy for sure. Two feels good to me because I think, the again, it points back to it's not Marshawn Lynch. It's not necessarily just Amari Cooper. This whole Raiders offense that people just ticketed this team. Oh, yeah, 12-4, and roll right right into the AFC Championship against the Patriots. Well, it's not happening at all. And it's a good lesson that, A, the offensive line doesn't translate from year to year. But Amari Cooper, I think it's the kind of guy, do we find out after the season, he was dealing with X. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Whatever it is, something. I would go four because... 
I mean, this is the same guy we were talking after week one. Wow, this looks like a different Amari Cooper. He looks even better than ever in terms right. of his physicality. He's too good, I think, to not snap out of it. Uh, I'd love to see where both these guys are in two months. I do. I just yeah. realized, Greg. On the Saints. I feel like I know you uh, very well now at this point, Greg. And in general, a big like um, viewpoint in your life is, eh, it's not a big deal. Eh, don't worry about it. Very, so very like laid back. A lot of like, it's going to be a lot well, of Well, here's the truth that all of our, like, generally players and teams and all of this, like, reverts to their normal mean. So when they're down, the logical pick is they're going to go up. Okay. Let's do two more. Um, how about this one, Mark Sessler? Not, not specifically a player, but the Tennessee Titans uh, and their exotic smash mouth offense. Not a lot going on with the Titans on offense so far this season. Their quarterback's hurt. Hopefully he gets back soon. But in general, the idea of exotic smash mouth in Nashville. I think the team wanted to change a little bit on offense. In theory, you added Corey Davis, Eric Decker. You have more weapons, Richard Matthews through the air. But one of the most unwatchable NFL teams I've seen all season with Mariota replaced by Matt Castle at quarterback. Ugh. Totally dysfunctional. And I think it says when you can't, you know, when you can't have to deal with Marcus Mariota, but it's Matt Castle flinging, you know, dump offs and, and, and inaccurate screen passes that you can tee up on the running backs. But they also don't seem to have the offensive line strength. And last year they're putting six, seven blockers and they were just saying, we're going to come at you. I love that style of football. I haven't seen it this year. I think DeMarco Murray... You know, it's not a crisis with DeMarco Murray, but he's not the guy from last season next to Silly. And Derrick Henry, they haven't, last game at least, they didn't quite figure out how to get unleash him and get him involved. So the smash mouth thing to me, I put it at a two. Because the Titans to me... Next I'm, step, the nuclear I'm, bake, I'm baking in the whole Mariota experience. And if he's out for extended more amount not, of time... But th- we all know their offense is going to be bad with Matt Castle or Brendan. I just don't see la- I don't see a major progress from they, last year's offense. I do not. I see a regression, and yeah, so I mean, that's why is, it's as high as it this is. This is a team that put up 70 points on the Jaguars and the Seahawks, two defenses we respect, that ran for nearly 200 yards a game in both those games. So I'm going DEFCON 1. I mean, You're going 1. Ma- Matt Castle is DEFCON He's blow DEFCON up the one. whole system. Oh, no. oh, wait. I messed it up. Wait, no. Like Colleen. Oh, you know. Oh, you know. We're back to you don't care at all no, about this like, situation. Like That's Co- what you mean. Like I knew Colleen this passed the, the smell yeah, test. Yeah, I was like, yes. not, Like yeah. Colleen in the sandwich uh, game. I don't really understand what's going on. I'm going DEFCON 5. Of course. I mean, Matt, Greg. Matt Castle, of course, Matt Castle is beyond DEFCON. <laughs> Matt Castle is like... You're just Let dead. the record reflect. It's over. It was not You're me, dead. the torpedo You're dead. But if Marcus Mariota's back, then I'm not worried. Here's the worst news. Uh, if you have someone that flips the DEFCON 1 switch, yeah, you can't right. unring that bell. And right. uh, you just led to, like, millions of people slaughtered, Greg. How do you feel no, they'll get that? They'll get over it, right? I can. Not they'll a, get over not it. A, they'll be fine. Not they'll a big get, deal. Get All right, last one, last one, and then we got to go. Let's be quick on this. Jameis Winston. <laughs> Uh, I have no real take on that. I think James. I don't, I don't understand why he's on the list. He, five. Are we worried about James? I threw him on. The, la- the, the last know. game, he kind of looked a little off. I, like, this, sure. is, this is where we differ. You know, you can't put me in a box. I'm going DefCon three on Jameis Winston. Uh, I don't think he's played well all season. 
I mean, I don't think the Bucks' offense has played well. I He had a couple quarters where he gets hot for a little bit, but I would say he's been less consistent this season than ever before in the season where we expect him to take another step. I'm, I'm a little concerned. It's been a very erratic offense That's fair. for four straight weeks. It's and been the- consistently not very good. Well, I like getting Doug Martin back, and I do think there's been too much emphasis on trying to make the Deshaun Jackson thing work quarter after quarter. It seems like his throws just aren't as accurate as they were before, and the communication is not on. The, he's not on the same page with a lot of his guys, especially on that last play with OJ Howard. Like, where, maybe it's just, my surprise. We're not there together. Right, maybe it's my yeah. level. Well, of where surprise. does your return to the mean theory apply to this? Because I think he will. I think he'll be fine. It's a young quarterback that we can't expect the world from this. You know, this minute. Well, we're talking this season, and I, I'm concerned that that this has been an up such an that up it might down. be another kind of up and down Winston mm-hmm. year, which was not kind of the consensus going into the season. It was seemed that he was going to be the next level guy. I get it. That seems right. All right, there you go. Defcon level of concern. Sorry. Struggling players kind of mixing, mixing metaphors. Does that make sense? We kind of got a little messy in there, but we did our best. It's all right. We think we got the message. Well, I'm from. sorry to all the civilians out there that I said. Defcon oh, they're melting. Won. They're, they're gone now. Literally, their shadows are on the pavement, and that's all that's left. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's so dark in here. It's getting so dark. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Let's bring some light in, Colin. Please. Let's do please. it. Please. Let's and stop killing everybody. Let's, we're going to do it. with it's, it's like nuclear death, drug problems. There's so, much thing, so many bad things in the world out Mark's there. Mark's birthday. Mark's birthday is a nice thing. Yeah. But it also, it's a reminder you guys are far more excited about it than I am, but <laughs> it is a it is a reminder of the un- unstoppable march of time on some level. So that's kind of dark. But Great one thing that is bright is the subreddit super contest week four. Oh my! Is that the God. DefCon Five sound? No, I think like, it was like a trumpet. Might as well be. This feels like the nuclear blast yeah, to exactly. me so far. My level of my fear in this is DefCon Two. I, Bring it up, people. I, Get it I, together. I'm with I, – I would put it – I've been shaken a little bit by the listeners. Uh, last week, I thought that we we put out some questions that were I – I wouldn't say layups, but it was like, hey, guys, we want you to win these these damn football no, You put it up on a tee, and they walked up, you know, like one of those kids with a bat, and they just hit the actual tee. <laughs> I want to stay for the <laughs> whole time. The ball's just sitting time. there, but just okay. hit the tee. The That's ball right. falls sadly. Connie wants to say, so let's get right into it if we can. Uh, Loose cannon behind the glass. Who do we have up first today? Colin from New Jersey. Colin from New Jersey. Jersey boy. Where where in Jersey, Colin? Uh, Right near Morristown, Somerset County. Very nice. Oh. Are you an Eagles fan? Oh, no way. I'm a Jets fan. All right. Colin, all right. First Jets fan. You know, Colin, that I'm rooting for you here. Uh, Maybe even. Maron, could you potentially have two tickets to Jets Patriots oh, AFC East wow. on the line? Oh my lord! These books oh, feel very cooked right now. All right, so you know I'm rooting for you, but at the same time, Colin, I cannot do anything but read the questions, and you need to get four answers in a row, or we say goodbye. And even despite wow. being a Jersey guy and being a Jets fan, we're hanging up the phone if you fail, and there's nothing else to say. That's fair. All right, let's That's do fair. this thing. <sighs> The Houston Texans lost two key defensive players to season-ending injuries in Sunday night's loss to the Chiefs. Name them. J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless, coolest name in the NFL. Mm. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling good. I think it ends here. One for one. I think the All contest right. ends. Good job. Good job. This quarterback. Thank you. This quarterback has started games with three different NFC teams since being taken first overall in the 2010 NFL Draft. Sammy Bradford. Yeah, buddy. Halfway home. Christian Anderson had his finger on the trigger, ready to hang (laughs) up on you behind the glass, but no. Halfway home. Did it. All right. Now, Colin from Morristown, New Jersey. (laughs) Let's do this. This is the question tied to Around the NFL podcast trivia. How long have you been a listener? Uh, two and a half years. Two, two and a half years. So you should be Make okay. You're good. Uh huh. Question three. Who is John Gonzalez? <laughs> Who is John Gonzalez? That is Colleen Wolf's uh, lovely husband from Philadelphia. Yeah, that's correct. That's right. You got it. I lived there for a couple years. Big fan. All right. Wow. He even knows Gon. I mean, this is just. We don't even need the fourth question. Woo. Just send the ticket. Wow. wow. I like this guy. My girlfriend went to the Mount, and I told them about the Gwynedd uh, Gwen Academy story. They loved it. Oh, yeah. Me. That's where my sister went, the Penny story. Yeah. It's, we're all basically family on that side classic, of the country. Classic like wolf story. <laughs> classic wolf. All right. So there you go. That's three for three. Um, if anyone is curious this, uh, about John Gonzalez, there's even more information if you want to hear it. Did he just get hired by the ringer? He did. Oh, there's also this information. John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. Okay. Originally, Dan wanted that. That needed to be the complete answer. <laughs> I said, this is ridiculous. That's, yeah, that's so, tough. Uh, that was me literally trying to kill Greg. But I'll take <laughs> lovely husband and Philadelphia native. Okay, yeah. here we go. This is for all the marbles. Um, three in a row. Um, you got it. You got it. Wait this. for my you cue. You ready? Oh, yeah. Christian, don't hang up. His finger's on the button. Here we go. This is an audio clue. The Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Put so, a name. That voice. is the former Arizona, Arizona Cardinals coach, Kevin Green. Oh, no. Uh, no. I thought that was the easiest question by far. It was far. incorrect. That's the incorrect answer. It is not Kevin Green. Wow. Kevin Green is a Hall of Fame pass rusher. Well, he might have. Did he say Kevin or Devin? Doesn't matter. He didn't say the right answer. We know that. Right? I can't believe that. All right. Let's get another one on the, on the line. I, I am literally I mean, these are not that. layups. These are if you woke up out of bed and you're still awake, you should be able to answer. Yeah, I think I think the first couple were pretty tough. And yeah. You got three, I, you I got don't know. Those. I don't know. Wow. I mean. Uh, I, 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 honestly, 
If you uh, get past uh, the first two, you are smooth sailing. Uh, unless you're simply, I don't know, you, you crumbled. I haven't been that disappointed since, since my parents told me they right. love me. <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> this is a dark show. All right, we got somebody else on the line. I'm honestly a little bit stunned right now, and and I'm trying to be uh. a professional. But all right, who who's on the line? We've got Ryan from Los Angeles, right, Ryan? Yes, that's me. I mean, Colin could have been. Could have been it. At Jets Pat. The, the I'm caller sorry, before you, the ca- you're very lucky. The caller before you could not have been any closer to winning the tickets, but now you've got a chance. Ooh, oh, poor that's Colin. scary. That's very All scary. Right, I'm, I'm gonna Ryan wait. sounds like All he's right. downstairs in our newsroom. <laughs> All right, who is this again? Ryan from Los Angeles? Yep. Yeah. All right, here we go. Ryan, uh, you are a fortunate man. The contest goes on. Four questions in a row you got to get right. You ready? I'm ready. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. The Houston Texans lost two key defensive players to season-ending injuries in Sunday night's loss to the Chiefs. Name them. That will be J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless. All right. We're rolling. One for one. This quarterback has started games with three different NFC teams since being selected first overall in the 2010 NFL Draft. Uh, Sam Bradford? Very good. Yes. Halfway home. All right. All right, this is the uh, Around the NFL podcast question. Who is John Gonzalez? <laughs> John Gonzalez is Colleen Wolf's husband. That's- yeah! Real tough right. one. <laughs> That's amazing. You never know. <laughs> All right, we're back where we started. Who's- That's how he describes himself, too, just generally when he's walking around yeah. John Gonzalez. That's right. how we Colin bond him on shows. You know, yeah. you know her from all the NFL Network shows. Ryan, who's your team? <laughs> I'm sorry? Who's your team? Uh, I sit on the throne of ease. Oh, wow. Mm. So he have- could be going to Patriots. <laughs> At a Jets fan, now of a Patriots well, they, fan. You're in L.A., gonna- though. Do they have any West Coast trips? Uh, I'll check that out for you. Check that out. I hope yeah. so. Do you, did you have any – have you – looked ahead of that much to say what game you would target if you do get this final question. I think the closest game to, to L.A. is in Denver. They so. play Oakland in week 11. Oh. And you're fully oh, aware that the uh, shadowy league figures did not provide any airfare or lodging. <laughs> you could try to Oakland. Disappointing. That one's yeah. in Mexico City. Oh, that's true. That's That'd in Mexico City. Would you, you like to You could drive to there. Mexico City. <laughs> I can't. On, on my con- well, I won't say it. All right. All right. Here we go. Come on, Ryan. You could do this, Ryan. This is an audio clue for two tickets on the throne of ease. The Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their but they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Answer. Who is that? Um, I'm going out on a limb. I'm going to say Dennis Green. Oh! That's correct. Yes! That's correct. Did I win? Ryan you from won! us. Yes, you did. Won. Yes. I won. This is a yes. super contest. Congratulations! Yes! Hit that 
I like that he didn't know that he won with all the screaming. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, you did it. for ending this just how it should with a Jets oh, fan welcome, getting Brad. as close as humanly <laughs> possible <laughs> and blowing it and then a Patriots fan taking it home. Yes. Wow. A big I, victory. I did it for oh, you guys. makes sense now. Um, wow. Yeah. The uh, Devin Green, was it? Ke- Kevin Green? I, whatever he said. He said Kevin Green, yeah, I that, believe. Uh, the previous caller. Green. The previous caller. No, yes. The previous right. caller said Kevin Green at the very end. So. Uh. The correct answer is Dennis Green. He was the, at the time, the late Dennis Green. Uh, he was the Arizona Cardinals head coach after they really blew a game against the the Bears. So there you go. Ryan from L.A. wins two tickets. The first ever subreddit super contest is in the books. Congratulations, Ryan. Um, stay on the line uh, with um, uh, Loose Cannon. She'll help you out with the details and what you need to know to find out. But congratulations, buddy. Great job. Thank you for Yay. ending our, you know, collective misery. <laughs> well, Greg, um, what, you, what did you learn about the idea of rewarding listeners for how much they love our show? Mm-hmm. I hope you learned that, that it's good to reach <laughs> out to the listeners yeah, that's and, and share moments with them like that. That special that, moment that Ryan just had. That's true. I mean, you could have just given them the tickets. That would have been a special moment. Like, call one up. Yeah, you don't need to yeah. go through so so many hoops. <laughs> Yeah, right. Make them act like monkeys for your entertainment. Right. Okay, Greg. Good job. <laughs> um, uh, that is the subreddit <laughs> super wow. contest. 2017. Good news. We'll be back in 2018, buddy. Mm, All yeah. Right. All right. What drama here uh, in Studio 66? Uh, we have to get going now. Uh, but just a reminder that the live stream of the this episode uh, is on NFL.com slash ATN video. You can check it out starting at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, elsewhere in the world. Figure it out. And also a reminder that NFL Pick'em, our show on NFL Network, airs on Saturdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Eastern, and 11 p.m. Eastern. And then Sunday morning once more at 6 a.m. Eastern, where we actually lead into Connie Fox and the game day morning crew. Uh, so thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you for being a part of the subreddit super contest. We, uh, the, the turnout was really great and we love uh, interfacing with you guys. So thank you for being part of that and let's go. This is Dan Hansis signing off for quiet storm. Connie Fox, the old boss, loose cannon behind the glass and everybody else. Christian finger on the trigger. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you live nation presents concert week 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.